Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Into the True Bastards, we're two-thirds of the way through. That's up to chapter 30. That's where we stopped. Uh, I first want to get us warmed up mm-hmm. with something that we may have talked about before, but I don't know if I've said this here. And let me just say, first off, I really like, and this is gross, I really like fast food. Uh, Even though I'm like, in general, relatively healthy, I love fast food. Um, yeah, okay. I think that's perfectly reasonable. I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's gross. I think you're fine okay. if you love fast food. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. One critique of fast food restaurants okay is all of our combos come with a drink and i don't want a drink yeah you want water don't you give me a different thing because now i'm like i'm always in there like can i get this and fries right like why don't you just get the combo it's like i don't i don't want soda (laughs) give me something give me something else you know, we haven't, okay, we haven't talked about this specifically. We have talked about the importance of a working water dispenser in the, the beverage vending. The water dispenser, for some reason, never works properly. Mm. We've talked about that. So if you okay. want to hear us talk about that, go through all of our episodes and find that rant somewhere. <laughs> Fine. Go through all of them. Yeah, go through everyone. Uh, but, I, okay, so Luke, there's an obvious answer to this, and that is that the margins on soda are so good. Right. Yeah. It's like cheaper than water. Exactly. Because we're subsidizing corn or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so like if even one more person buys it, it's worth it to just mm-hmm. like basically soda is free for a restaurant. Uh, but... I don't think that's a very fun answer. You know what right. I mean? So, I mean... Give me a pudding cup. Those have got to be pretty cheap. Ooh. I love pudding. I would get the combo, <laughs> actually. I normally don't every get time. combos because I don't want the soda. I would get the combo every time if it came with a pudding. Right. Oh, this is such an innovation, Luke. <laughs> Granted, I will say... McDonald's kind of did this with their kids, like Happy Meals, where you could pick what you wanted as part of the Happy Meal, where you could get like apples or milk or or french fries. You could pick like, quote, healthy choices for Mm -hmm. your kid's meal. But I I think this is an outstanding point that they shouldn't have stopped with the kid's meal. Right. Like, I want a choice. Maybe I do want some apple slices instead of a soda. That sounds nice on a hot day sometimes. Exactly. Like, it didn't peak. The combo didn't peak at burger, fries, drink. There's, you know? You're saying there's room to grow. Yeah, and we just combo. stopped it. Ooh. Okay. Okay, we like... Okay, so pudding cup is definitely on the list, right? Mm-hmm. What else? I, I'll, say th- I'll say this. I would take milk. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if I would I would go milk here. I don't know if that's the move. Chocolate milk, maybe? Ooh, now chocolate milk is a different story, actually. As long as it didn't come there's, out of the soda no way that dispenser. The, right. There's no way that the margins on chocolate milk are good enough, though. I will say that. Not that we, uh, not milk, that we should confine our answers to, like, the economics of fast food. 
but you got to be realistic. I will say milk is heavily subsidized as well. Mm-hmm. So if we're just looking for what's the most uh, subsidized, you know, milk is milk is up there. But no, I think we need to, okay, we need some other options though for people who don't like pudding cups, right? Okay. I'm sure there's a few let's, people. Okay, out because there. let's let's assume that we've already got like some kind of sandwich and fries. Ooh. Now we need a third thing. Okay, uh, you know what? We're gonna leave fries because they've already done the thing where it's like you get a small salad or you can get fries. Like that's the mm-hmm. thing that's already exists. And like let's just say that those are your two options for that for the other one. So then you've got a third option. I like where you've gone, taking us to Dessert Town for this. Mm-hmm. What if instead of that, we went to Snack Town and it was like you could get a little snack to eat between Ooh. your next meal? Oh, that would so, hold you so it's over. not meant to eat during this one. Right, right. And I, I don't want to say they're giving you like a Nature, nature Valley oats and honey granola bar because nobody's going to get that combo. Right, it's going to get all over your car. Yeah, you're never going to. Well, and it's just like, why would I? I don't need this. But maybe it's like, a, mm, I want to say parfait. It's something that is okay. like a little too much work for like, because a snack, you want to be quick and easy. So it's something mm-hmm. that you just want as like, like quickly and you don't have want to have to put the work in to make it. And I feel like a parfait is like a good snack like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What about like an already peeled orange? <laughs> okay, so we're back to the we're back to the kind of apple slices. Because like I love an orange, but I don't want to have to peel that bad boy. Let's get some let's get these mass <laughs> Ooh, pomegranate seeds. Oh, I haven't had one of those in a while. Right, but but the process of getting pomegranate seeds out of a pomegranate is terrible. But I'll say this, true. if that was an option as part of the combo, yeah, I would get it. Yeah, give me, you get, you get a burger, fries, and a thousand pomegranate seeds. Yeah, I would totally get that. Nice snack to munch on. Okay, okay. We've, we've gone in a weird direction with yeah, this, we went, but I'm for it. We went very fruity here. But uh, after going pudding cup, of course. But I'd love to hear. Right. I'd love to hear if our listeners have any suggestions for what we could replace the soda with, because let's assume. And and of course, like you need some kind of beverage to go with your meal. But I I like drink water with pretty much every meal that I eat, mm-hmm. and so like that's perfectly fine. Like I'm happy to drink water with this burger and mm-hmm. fries, but I don't want to sacrifice this potential third option in the combo. Right. So what can we what can we sub sub in for soda here, guys? Yeah, give us something. Give us something. <laughs> okay. Great diversion. Okay. Welcome back, people that skipped. Let's let's talk about the book. So You mean true we've bastards? We've gotten up to chapter Yes, true bastards. We've gotten up to chapter thirty. And I'll say the beginning of this section. Things started looking up a little. They really did, didn't they? They did. It was exciting for a little while. Zerko was like doing some great things, sending us some food. We got oats fixing, back. Fixing Fletching's little sludge problem. 
thingy, which ended up being much less of a deal than I was expecting. Oh, I know. I know. But I'm glad it's gone. It's crazy to me after seeing this and Jackal's issues that, like, everybody doesn't just go to Zerko when they have a big issue, like, right away. Mm -hmm. I get Fetching's hesitancy here because she was like, Jackal had to make a deal to get healed. I don't want to make a deal. I get that, which is why she, I, I think part of the reason why she didn't go there right away. But then when it turns out she didn't need to make a deal... I mean, it's worth a shot, y'all. Right. If I'm, if I'm one of the the hoof leaders, mm-hmm. I'm bringing Zerko a great gift for every birthday. I'm building that relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be best friends that way. He's gonna, you know, like. <laughs> sure, this sounds this sounds selfish, which it is, but I. I don't know. I just think it's worth it to try to to try to be best buds with Zerko when he's when he's fixing everything like this. Right. Right. At the very least, you get invited to his dope party at Six Flags, and you get a goodie bag that has an iPhone four in it. Mm-hmm. iPhone four. <laughs> those might have just been those might have just been my friends. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. But it's, yeah. Uh, I- I think all the, like, it's crazy to me how antagonistic all of the hoofs are. I, I kind of get it among each other, but mm-hmm. but with Strava and Zerko, this guy is, like, very useful. And they have a lot of resources. They've got a pretty powerful, like, armed force. Maybe at least pretend like you're cool. Right. And he seems honestly pretty reasonable. Yeah. Right? Like they they talk about how, you know, he's he's only really concerned with protecting his community. But that's like fine. Right. And I'll say this, it's not even really a hundred percent true. Like they say that and then we see in this section he sends food to a, a lot that he doesn't need to. Like Jackal isn't there. So he's not right. saving Jackal. And he, like, heals their leader for, for nothing. He just does it. Mm-hmm. That, that's Well, those... we don't know yet. Okay, but I don't... Maybe he's, maybe he's doing something weird with his sludge. I don't think that he is. That could be. You're right. He could be getting some benefit. It doesn't seem like he is, especially from this speech he gives to Fetching, where he's like, yeah, I wish I could save everybody, but I can't. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just the reality. So I'll do what I can. He seems like a treat. <laughs> he does. He does. A lot of people here do. These old, this old couple giving us food all the time. It's awesome. The stand-in grandparents for these half orcs, just feeding them constantly. Yeah. It sounds lovely, and this actually brings me to something that I want to talk about. That. Like, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. And that is, should we just try, like, making friends, y'all, in the lots? I, this is, I feel like a lot of our notes come back to something that we talked about last episode, which is just, like, culture change. Why are we so mean all the time? I, I think this is true, and I, so I don't want to stick with this for too long. 
But Fetching starts off this conversation with these new people in the lots who are occupying territory that nobody else was occupying, who don't have any particular allegiance to anybody. Like, sure, they've been, they have gratitude for Hispartha, but they're not, like, allies, necessarily. And they're not threatening anybody. They're just like, yeah, we just Mm want to live here uh, because this is, like, a new start for us. We just transferred to this new school. I just love to not get bullied on day one. And Fetching shows up and shoves this kid's head in a locker. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's a black belt and she doesn't know it. Right. And he you, hands you her... You invite him over to your table and friend for life. Exactly. Like, treat him with a little bit of kindness. And maybe he outfits your whole hoof with these cool swords. Yeah. Or, or teaches you how to plant these lovely trees. Or he breaks out the mimosas. You're busy <laughs> All eating. good, very plausible options. Right. I, I just, let's just try making friends for once, guys. Please. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> I agree. This is why Oats needs to be chief. I don't Can think. we talk about how excited we are to get Oats back? We love Oats. We're very excited for Oats and Ugfuck to finally come back to the true bastards after their sojourn in the pits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a great place. I hate to see hate to see our guy Oats go there. We do hate to see Oats go there. I also this could be because I don't remember the end of Grey Bastards, but I, I don't recall like what that conversation was like sending oats to the pits did it i don't did it happen in the last i don't think that it did and i'm curious what that discussion was like where they're all huddled around and fetching is like man uh we don't have a lot of resources here uh we're all gonna starve because all of our plants have died and the kiln burned down Oh, we're in a really rough spot. And Hoodwink is like, well, I know a place. <laughs> Let me tell you about the pits. The pits of homage. And they all gather around and Hoodwink tells this story. And Fetch just kind of like eyes everybody in the hoof like, I mean, we need the money. <laughs> we We were getting on them. A little bit last episode for not being creative enough <laughs> with coming up with sources of like money. And I, I think we're going to have to apologize. I think we do need to rescind our, our last episode's critique because they went a lot more creative than we were offering. <laughs> they went, they went all in. So well, not all in, <laughs> but they went, they went hard at an unconventional source yeah, some would say too creative here. Mm-hmm. Some would say maybe we mm-hmm. tone it down a little bit. This, the the part with the pits in, in a lot of this book <laughs> just has me being like, Jesus, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you okay, guy? <laughs> We're going dark. We're going dark. I'm... I'm on board with it for this book. It's very cool. It fits the story very well. But man, this world that we're in is bad, y'all. 
Yeah, I don't really want to. It's all bad. I mm-hmm. want to talk specifically about these pits, though, Luke. Okay. So the rule for these pits is if you win the contest, you can take however many coins out of the pits that you can carry. And we learn there are many different contests happening, but the pits are different sizes. Well, I have news for you. That doesn't matter because I can only grab the same amount of coins. So you know Mm -hmm. what? Sign me up for speed cup stacking. (laughs) Where's the speed cup pit? Because I'll I'll crush that every day. I don't want to fight a cyclops. I'll go to the pie eating contest. Give me that one. How about the musical chairs pit? I'd love to try some musical chairs. And oh, and I'll get into it. Ooh, ooh, I got the strats. I'd I'd hope I'd hope that there's like a a wholesome side, right? We've seen Oats is in the horrifying side. The other half, you got to go down the hall and take a left. And there's the wholesome games. Luke, you're telling me, fetching shows up into the pits of homage, of homage, and there's a sign. There's a signpost <laughs> that has a bunch of arrows on it, and to the left it says, uh, "Rape pit, uh, fight to the death pit, watch little people get eaten by wolves pit," and to the right mm-hmm. it's like Candy Cane Mountain pit. Mm-hmm. and a friendly game of tag pit and right. pillow fight pit. Right, because you got to, like, you know, you can't always get a babysitter. So you're going to, like, <laughs> your kid's going to go to the right. You're going to go to the left. Or, like, if you're trying to get a coworker to go somewhere with you, like, yeah, you can, if you don't want to go to the to the rape pit, Check out the check out Candy Cane Mountain on the right. It's got a little something for everybody, and then it's more it's more of a reasonable request or invitation. Yeah, but like your coworker isn't going back to work with you after finding out that you went to the rape pit to go watch that. They're not going to be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I I get you have your thing, I have mine, but. You know, I I think we can find some common ground still. I think there's somewhere in the middle. Well, it's a risk, Dan. And you could go in and you'd be like, "Uh, which way do you want to (laughs) go? Secretly hoping they're taking a left. But obviously they're taking a right because they're not a psycho. They're not a psycho. (laughs) But the fact that that you even showed up here is a sign. You know, for me, the analogy, and clearly it's not the same, but the analogy here is inviting your coworker to lunch and then going to a strip club for the lunch. Mm, okay. I'm sure this has happened to people in this world that we live in, where you were just at work one day and your coworker's like, hey, you want to join me for lunch? And you're like, oh, Jeremy, you know what? Yes, that sounds nice. And he's like, oh, I know this great spot. They got great wings. Uh, and maybe, always wings. Maybe we could have a pint. <laughs> You know, get a little, be a little bad. And you're like, oh, okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's a Friday. Why not? And you show up at the Rhino Club downtown. And uh, he's like, so the bar has food, but there's booths over there. (laughs) I've taken this analogy very far. I'm just saying this is a similar situation that you're proposing. And it's never going to work out. 
because even the no, fact it's not that a good move. It's it's a terrible move. It's a terrible move. I will say though, there's a high risk, high reward, because because you could get a new buddy, right? And in this scenario, are we assuming in this scenario that you're the psycho that wants to get wants to go to the? I to think the, you are to the bad ones. Yeah, you're definitely. You've got to be. Otherwise, okay. you're never going okay. here. None of the, right. the the little kitty rides are not for anyone who's like showing up here of their own free will. The kitty rides are for the people who've been dragged here. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not interesting. Mm-hmm. They're not fun. They're just like I've got my kid. Like you said, I've got my which kid. Which I would say which I would say is a mistake. You got to if you make these if you make these kitty rides go where <laughs> we're off the rails. But it's important. It's <laughs> Here's the other thing, Luke, that I want to talk about with these pits. Somebody has to be putting money in, I think. I think we're, there is a mystery here that needs to be unraveled because based on what we've seen, it seem, seems like these fights happen constantly. It seems like there's constantly contests going on. If I can take out as much as I can carry from one of these pits, you have to imagine over the years, it's going to be empty. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like an hourglass turning over. Sure, if you look at it for one second, you're not going to see very much sand disappear. But, you know, it it empties. It definitely empties. And it seems like this has been here for a long time. Like a thousand years, I think? Maybe. I'm going to be conservative and say maybe not that long. But let's say it's even like a hundred years. And then let's say they only found it in the last ten years. That's because you have to also have to imagine too the first people that showed up that were like, I'm just gonna take as much <laughs> as I can, right? And run. Yes. Do you have a bucket? I, so this is a <laughs> so this is a story that the guy tells. Yes. And and what I'm taking from what you're saying is that it's just a it's just a story. It's not actually Yeah. Like I, people are actually just adding I think, yeah, I think people have got to be adding money to this because... Right, it's like seeing the vending machine getting refilled. Right, right. Or going to the arcade and seeing the little coin machine that it, like, pushes the coins a little bit over each time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somebody's filling that thing up. Somebody's filling it up for sure. For sure. I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, this place away. sounds terrible. This place sounds really bad. But we got out. We got Oats out. We got Oats out. It seems like he might be a little bit traumatized from it, but but I don't know if the hoof is emotionally prepared to handle that. So no, I don't know. Sure if, not. I don't know if we're gonna hear about Oats trauma from Especially now that like Mead is gone. I feel like Mead is really your only chance at having at having one of those talks. Yeah. Yeah, we might, if we see Jackal again and our, our trio gets together, they mm-hmm. might have another heart to heart about it, which I hope for Oats' sake, we can have one of those, but... Yeah, don't bury it, Oats. It's gonna, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna eat at you, probably. Okay. So I, I have one note here, but I, I also just kind of want to talk about it because it's kind of wild that knob is mm-hmm. the is the is the leader this guy needs some anger management because like i get 
the you and fetching had a little like a little uncomfortable back and forth in a weird setting to like break with tradition and like unwritten rules and try to wipe another hoof off the map for that seems like an overreaction to me yeah and on top of this they don't have they don't stand to gain anything like it's right, not no benefit yeah it's not like the true bastards have this great lot that they covet and they want the resources of no they don't it's terrible their lot is shit their lot is worse than shit it's so bad and so they're not gaining anything right and a lot of them die right a lot all of, of y'all, them do. yeah <laughs> exactly all of them die but even if there weren't like the dogs right even if your plan went pretty well you're gonna lose a lot of people in this raid you're gonna <laughs> i gotta think because you can challenge decisions i gotta think someone was like i don't really see a reason to risk my life for this okay Luke, this is actually outstanding because I had this exact same note, but then I realized why, why Nob did this. And it's, it's related to father from the sons of perdition, right? So father mm-hmm. shows up to the true bastards and says, hey, when's Jackal coming back? When's the real leader coming back? And Fetching's like, uh, I don't know, uh, but also I am the leader, so excuse you. And Father is like, come on, you're not the leader. Let's stop kidding around here. You're not the real leader. And Fetching's like, actually, I am, so get the fuck out. And it's, I think it's for the same reason, which is that Fetching is a woman in this society. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's such a like insult to these hoof masters that a woman would be the chief and even in a hoof, let alone the chief, that, that they like are willing to go to war for it. Like I think Nob did this. Like I don't think if Jackal did all of the things that Fetching did, Nob would have gone to war mm-hmm. with the true bastards. But I think... It's because fetching is a woman. And so we're seeing the like very explicit misogyny present in the lots manifest in like terrible decision making. Like right. bad choice, Nob. That was really stupid of you to do that. But I think it was it was because she's a woman. And like it could also be argued that Nob was seen as like much weaker among his clan for being like bested by a woman even right which doesn't excuse his actions like he's still a misogynist for attacking because she's a woman but like his his hoof itself could have been pressuring him to go to war because he got okay insulted essentially by a woman sure yeah yeah i think that's i think that's probably true and and like it's so it, it it stood out for me too in this raid because of how much he was just like talking about how he was gonna rape fetching and like to the point of his death where he was like I'm not gonna kill you here first we're gonna take you out and rape you and it's like dude what like what are you doing this is so stupid and he died from it which like good for him right 
Right. It's a, it's a lot. Uh, it's, well, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. I, so he dies because, because Hoodwink is here being a sneaky guy. And I have, I have a question for you that I think is, is uh, one of my favorite questions that I'm going to ask. <laughs> okay, yeah. And it's, it's kind of sports related. Mm-hmm. Do, you th- do you view Hoodwink as more of an MVP or as an X factor? Because this one's tough for me. Oh, boy. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to say Hoodwink has got to be X factor not mvp right for me mvp has got to be oats because oats is putting in the work every day and making sure that the hoof doesn't starve like oats is like single-handedly providing the money which they were using to buy food and supplies without which they would have starved so oats was doing the like hard everyday work hoodwink was coming in clutch every now and then and i will say his clutch moments, very clutch. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I can mm-hmm. give him the MVP here because it would be rewarding flashy brilliance over determination, over consistent determination and success. Okay. I I see what you're saying, but I, I take a little bit of a, well, not offense, but <laughs> I'm going to disagree a little bit on the like idea of hoodwink being the flashy every now and then kind of guy, because I feel like he is just taking all of the like weird jobs and is just like excellent at all of them. And I, so I actually think that hoodwink is here doing a lot of the jobs and not getting the credit for them. When you step back and think about it, it's like, is hoodwink better at everything than all of us? Oh man. When you put it that way, I agree that there's a lot of stuff that we haven't seen Hoodwink do that he has done and done very well at. <sighs> this is tough for me. Right. Yeah. This is tough. I, I feel like we need a different award then. Because, like, okay. here's the deal. I'm willing to give Hoodwink MVP, but I feel like that does ignore some of the contributions of our other players. Right. Sure. Like, clearly, Fetch sure. is already getting acclaim as well not among the other chiefs fetch is fetch is like the head coach right which i'm not i'm I'm like excluding her from right right but but i feel like we gotta give oats something you know oats yeah and it's and it's not x factor because oats is definitely not the like x factor here i think that was a good a good you know contention for hoodwink to be mvp or x factor i think we do give him mvp but i want some other award I, okay, yeah, fair. I think I think X Factor here goes to Mead, actually. Ooh. Right, because he he's like very unconventional. Doesn't really contribute much to like the normal like fighting aspect. Mm-hmm. But he's great like planner. He's got some got some like expertise in kind of weird things. Okay, I, I am like gonna contest like kind this of later, but let's role. put a pin in this for the moment. Okay. Because we need to give Oates an award. And I'm not talking a participation trophy. You give that to Polecat, okay? <laughs> what is Oates getting? I mean, I mean, Hoss of the Year? 
Can we say Hoss of the Year? <laughs> sure. Hey, let's do it. Let's give him his own thing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be a. It doesn't have to be like a basketball thing. <laughs> Make one up. It's the lots, man. Come on. Right. Right. All right. Hoss of the Year for Oats. Hoss. Hoss of the Year. Hoodwink. Hoodwink is like. I guess. I guess kind of MVP. He's more of a Kawhi Leonard kind of MVP. All right, you lost me now. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> for the few for the few basketball fans and, and fantasy fans there, you know what I mean. Yeah. Speaking um, of having no idea what you're talking about, Luke, so fetching is very concussed for sure, right? Mm-hmm. The number of times that fetching has had her brains smashed against the inside of her skull and rattled around in there, been light sensitive had a very like strong headache is this is like boxer level of cte at this point Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. are we still are we still going with with what fetching says for stuff i get it that she's like she's not really displaying signs of any kind of trauma right but she has undergone a lot of head trauma very recently. She she has. Let's assume that half orcs get CTE. Yes, I think we should. The thing is that I assume that like she's not different from other people in this, right? You're like, saying they're all getting got... blasted in the brain whenever they fight, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're saying all, in order to be a sworn brother, you have to have passed a certain threshold of concussion. I don't think that, I don't think that you have to. I just think that. They do. Like, you just naturally do. And maybe they keep track. Like, wow, he was, he made it to sworn brother with only four concussions. Their fighting style that we, we don't have a great picture of yet is very head forward. They're they're constantly putting their head in harm's way for this. Right. Which is I mean there it's you know the half orcs are pretty new to the lots so they they haven't had a ton of time to study to study the the effects of CTE. So we don't know yet. Right. 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 Maybe uh maybe it's nothing. Maybe we're all just a bunch of babies and we should get over it and let let the boys play, you know. Right. Uh, when uh, in a few years, when fetching start act, starts acting erratically, it's unrelated. Right, right, absolutely. Speaking of not necessarily trusting someone's decision making ability, though, I get that it was very cool that we decided to go where Mead suggested. Very cool, very nice to your to your sworn brother who died. Uh, would have been nicer, honestly, if you took him there before he died. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, is that the right call, though? Like, we're still going to vote on this, right? Like, I'm sitting over there as the newest sworn brother. Mead's like, we should go to Dogfall. And I'm like, uh, we, we're going to vote, right? <laughs> I'd like to vote. Right, because if you're the newest guy, you're not going to initiate the vote. No, I'm not going to be like... I'm not going to throw my sword down into the table and be like, I don't know about that, guys. But I am hoping somebody is like, uh, Chief, 
where's the table? Because we got to talk about this at least. Right. It doesn't seem like the definite choice. No. Okay, so so they're deciding between uh, going to see the, the elves or the times and going and just like taking over... I forget the name of the... The Orc Stains. Knobs group. Yeah, yeah. And... I would have assumed that the taking over the Orc Stains fortress would have been the like obvious move. Mm-hmm. But they do have a point that this this big orc guy is gonna it seems like is gonna keep following them and they like need they need protection from the time. Some kind of special them. protection. Yeah. So I don't think that the that the decision is necessarily wrong. I will say there's a couple of other options that I don't think were considered. They were, I don't think they were given their due consideration. The first is okay. go hang with Zerko. I get you've got your halfling that can't go hang out with Zerko, but just send her back to the pits. Honestly, she was there before. I mean, it's that or like potentially all of your other people dying. And you just met her like 10 minutes ago. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we have this super strong loyalty to not going to hang out with Zerko. Okay. I will say didn't Zer- she brings up this orc with Zerko. And he like knows what it is but doesn't really have a way of defeating it, right? Yes. That's true. He it seems like not, but he's very powerful. Like Yeah, but I feel like he might turn you away, right? They've talked about how how like protective he is of his yeah. His group. Okay, but now we're in territory of like the Tynes were probably gonna kill you. So okay, what's the worst that's gonna happen? The other alter the al- other alternative we haven't considered yet are the new humans on the lots. Mm-hmm. They seem very friendly. Sure, they, do. they might be hanging out with Crafty, but you don't know that. <laughs> Especially now that we know that these dogs aren't from Crafty. Mm-hmm. who knows maybe they'll let you chill maybe, right. maybe they have a wizard maybe they're like oh you're fighting a big bad scary orc don't worry we deal with hundreds of those back home you just take a little garlic <laughs> and and you're done right i i understand why those two options weren't considered i understand it i just think oh we gotta vote on this mead call Especially mm-hmm. because, like, Mead's been telling everybody for his whole life that we should all go to Dogfall. And, like, he's got the mohawk. I Just because he says it one more time doesn't mean we got to. Yeah. Yeah, they did, I, they did commit to this a little early. I, I will say very cool. And I respect it. Mm-hmm. I respect the decision. I just would have been hoping as the newest member of the Brotherhood that we vote on it. Fair. I think that's fair. Mm. But when we get to Dogfall, mm-hmm. are the Tynes just like way better? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Tell us in what ways they're better, Luke. So so I would say in like almost every way, yeah. but the, <laughs> their their land is great. They seem to have some kind of magic that makes it like more fertile. Pretty pretty good. Uh 
they have like magic it seems this guy like just dominates them all with some musical instruments he pulls out a recorder starts playing (laughs) baba black sheep and they all like can't get off the ground right and then he is has like a 90 foot vertical (laughs) pretty pretty good and then we see they're like normal warriors looking very impressive on some like armored stags. I w- I'm drafting I'm drafting the tines if if I've got a choice. Right, I will say I don't think you do have a choice, Luke. I don't think you do. <laughs> but okay, fair. They are very impressive of what we've seen so far. They're very impressive. I We've seen a lot of very impressive groups in the lots. I'm going to say men right now. At least, let's say Hisparthans are at the bottom. Of... Yeah, I think that that Hisparthans at least are worse in everything except for, like, numbers. Yes, yes. They're kind of like the ants of the lots. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say up one level... Maybe the the Undyars? Undyars? And I'm just talking like clearly numbers-wise and organization-wise, they have the half-orcs. Oh, actually, halflings have got to be just slightly above the people because they've got like magic. But they, they need yeah. a bunch I of think, people. I think Zerko is like really just keeping them keeping them up there. Yeah, Zerko's the only reason they're above the Hisparthans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that the half-orcs are more capable than the Anyars, so I want to put the half-orcs mm-hmm. above our Strava group. Sure. I think that's fair. And then we get into an outs- like a very interesting question, because then you've got centaurs, these new people with their apparently very good horses, the Tynes... And I think we should consider the, like, orcs now with this new ruination that walks. Yes. And I don't know where we put everybody in that in those top four. Right. Okay. So the thing is, we have to, we have to take into account numbers a lot. I think that's a, that's okay. a big part of it. Because that's fair. orcs, or the half-orcs, I think other than maybe maybe the tines and obviously the the real orcs are like the most physically capable i think well the centaurs we don't know a lot about centaurs, the centaurs maybe yeah i think i think that they're pretty close you're saying if we're just like on the ground no weapons like fist fighting is that what you're saying like raw strength and ability yeah okay and, ath- and like athleticism yes right yes 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 if I if I'm in a if I'm in a fight, who do I want beside me? Yeah, and we're taking averages here, right? Obviously, Oates kills mm-hmm. a centaur by just right. like suplexing it into the ring in the money pit, which is very very good. We love that, uh, but I think we're just taking the average among all of these mm-hmm. things and saying who do I want next to me when I'm facing the demon that has got to come at some point in this book, right? Mm, I feel like I want a Tyne. 
I think so too. Oh man, are we? I th- so I think, and this might be controversial. I think we're putting tines at the top at this point. Yes. Granted, we don't know a ton about. Yeah, the that's tines. why it's controversial because we know almost nothing about them. We've just seen some right. very impressive uh, first round maneuvers here. Hmm. Hmm. So I th- I think what we're saying is we're excited about these tines. Yes. Very excited to see about the tines. Hopefully they're kind of friendly. Well, they let they let Barrel and Warbler in, right? Granted, they had like, like a pox-ridden child that was like right. potentially the ruination of the whole continent. But fetching is is half elf. It's kind of it's got to help somehow. I think it's actually worse. Oh, maybe it is. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because they like, they're super, they hate the orcs. They hate them so much. Right. So, so I think what we're saying is we've got to see more from these times a little bit. I will say I'm a little off put by how much they hate the half orcs. Mm-hmm. In that that guy was willing to just pee on his hand. He hated them so much. Yeah, it seems, seems excessive. Seems very excessive, guys. Uh they're people okay maybe chill okay yeah but i uh, point is i think that they're the most capable group of beating this this big boy Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so then oh i guess maybe me did make the right call maybe we've come around to Mead's side on this one I think that it's very uh, Mead's move was very high risk, high reward is what I'm is what I think that we have to go to. Mm, That might be the phrase of this episode, Luke. (laughs) I think that's fair, but I think that's fair. Um, Luke, I I think we do need to talk about a little bit uh, what happened with Sluggard. Ooh, okay. Because like. Sluggard has very clearly gotten a debilitating workplace injury, you could say. Mm-hmm. Seems like the time to organize for some workers' comp for these. Right. Babies. Definitely workers' comp. Hopefully he had disability insurance. And, like, hazard pay while he was on the lots, maybe? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, clearly this is part of the deal. Well, like if you're if you're one of the best at something, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're if you're the best soccer player, let's say, you get a little insurance. I like how we're injury insurance. I like how we're dancing around what Sluggard was the best at, which is making women (laughs) squirt. Apparently, (laughs) apparently, Um, get get a little insurance on your Mm. moneymaker. I hope that he did. Do you think he had them insured separately or together? The real thing, well, I was going to say to see if they can deny him because if they're worried about him, like, you know, doing it for the money. But I, I don't think that you, mm. realistically they would worry about that. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Oh, boy. It's, it's tough, especially because Sluggard was the like was just a delight yeah <laughs> i th- i think we talked about this already i, it's I can't such remember a shame yeah he was just so 
He was like what I was looking for in our cult- culture change. Mm. Just mm-hmm. a, he was just a bundle of positivity. Yeah. And it really hammers home what Fetching's kind of monologue, like internal monologue was about Sluggard when she went to go like grieve with him. And she was like, yeah, he's going to be scarred like the rest of us because that just doesn't survive out here. Mm -hmm. Which I'll say is one more point for for every half work to just go up to Hispartha and be a well-paid prostitute because you can be such a nice, nice, happy half work up there nowadays and live your lives, guys. Mm -hmm. Just because you're suffering, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's worthwhile. Okay. You could go have fun. It's fine. It's fine. It'd be good for you, probably. I th- I think that the toughest part about this for me is that it happens by this, like... It doesn't happen with what the half-orcs are supposed to do, with, like, the point of the half-orc hoofs, right? It doesn't happen with him protecting against an orc raid. It happens with another half-orc hoof attacking them which has like never happened before mm-hmm. and i just ah it hurts that way a little bit yeah yeah it totally like it's it's even less deserved because it's just right. so wild of what happened i will say little silver lining here this things this makes things much less complicated for jackal if jackal ever comes back so <laughs> that's true so there's that that's true Plus, we probably don't have to say goodbye to Sluggard. Uh, yeah. And he gets a new hoof name. Did We're not calling him whore anymore, because I, first of all, hate that word. Yeah, it was a bad one. <laughs> so that's nice. What do you think they call him now? I don't know. I, do, you go, do you go at it, or do you try to dance around it? It's tough yeah, to it's, decide. It's really tough. It's really tough, too. And we're not even talking about the fact that he got scalped, which has got to be just, even when that heals over, that's not going to be a good look either. Right, right. Because uh, he was a hot guy. He was like, uh, yeah, he was a good-looking guy. Uh, tough. Really tough. Bummer, sluggard. Speaking of a hot a hot look, this this could very well be a hot take, but I'm going to say that the halfling who has the tongue of Bellico Mm -hmm. chose the perfect spot for it. Okay. Hmm. Now that's interesting. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Because she could have replaced like her own tongue. Mm -hmm. But she would have like lost her sense of flavor. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think... I think if she replaced her own tongue, she just like doesn't, yeah, she doesn't have sensation in that tongue. I also imagine she wouldn't be able to talk. Okay, yeah, that's probably it as well. Yeah, in that case, you definitely don't because you gotta, yeah, you could do without one eye. It's just one eye and you can cover it up so easy. Cover it up so easy. What about an ear though? Yeah, same, you're always, what are you, always gonna wear a hat? Earmuffs. Like you could get an ear patch, maybe. Ah, oh, that's good. It'd be a little bit. It'd be a little bit more unconventional. It would. I don't think it would work. Okay, it probably wouldn't work. And like, yeah, 
you all right here's an idea maybe you get it uh implanted in your belly button Mm -hmm. the problem with that luke is it i feel like it's even more alarming if somebody sees that Ooh, interesting so I think that it's more likely for someone to see it. I don't know if I would consider it more alarming. Okay. Here's here's my, what about like my left ring finger? Is it just a tongue yeah. now? <laughs> just a tongue now. I think that's cool. Yeah, but you can't ever close that mouth, right? With the eyelid, at least you can close it. You, okay. You can keep that tongue hidden away deep inside. But if it's on your left ring finger... <laughs> I don't use my ring finger very often. Yeah, but you're never shaking anybody's hand ever again. Maybe I wear a glove. Because they're coming away with a sloppy hand. It's like a safe hand. (laughs) Little throwback. Okay. All right. Sluggard would love this. (laughs) He probably would have, yeah. Um, Okay. No, okay, but... I think that you're I think that you're right. You the eye was probably one of the better ones. I love her decision yeah. here. I think great move. Mm-hmm. That was thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. It was taking into account all of the benefits and drawbacks of this deal you're about to make and thinking about right. the long-term consequences. And mm-hmm. she knocked that out of the park. I say bravo. <laughs> I'm for it. Plus it gives you a fun little when you tell someone it it's like a funny thing like oh this person prioritizes food good for them <laughs> i think that's a fun little character thing that we learn about her yeah yeah i think it's great oh man luke yeah so the the hoof's not in a good spot where the tines seem cool and it's good we have oats back we're happy about that. But Warbler's not looking very good when we see him. He seems to have some kind of some kind of gout going on, some kind of serious issue a brewing. Um not a lot of food has been had mm-hmm. from all of our buddies. Mm-hmm. And we've lost a lot of brothers. Lost a lot of sworn brothers in this section of the book. So, Luke, I don't know if been taking a lot of risks they have, and I don't know if they've been reaping a lot of these rewards. Okay. But but what I will say, Luke, is uh, I think next week there's absolutely no risk of missing out on any more hot takes. And a high reward.